0: Before we get into this episode of Conversations with Dwyer, I want to invite you to check out themattdwyer.com. There you can find merchandise like t-shirts or phone cases with the logo created by Charlene Yi, And you could become a Patreon subscriber. $5 a month gets you everything you could want. There's bonus material, videos, extended interviews, blogs. I sometimes do a podcast that solely lives on Patreon, where I talk to comedians about the music they like. The TheMattDwyer.com. Explore it. Also, all social media is there. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Conversations with Dwyer. Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is a music podcast, and speaking of music, that song that played me in is called Rare to Wake. It is from the album Geist. It's by Shannon Lay, who is my guest today, and it is out on Sub Pop. Go to my show notes if you please buy this record. I just bought it today. It's great. I've been listening to it, and my rule is if I listen to something a lot, I have to buy it. So I bought it on vinyl, then I got the Bandcamp download, I got all angles covered. Go to the show notes, go to Shannon's Bandcamp, Buy this record, buy other records. She's great. She really, really is great. This is also her second time on the show, which I do on occasion. Often I don't repeat, but sometimes when somebody's so great and I have so much fun talking to them, I have them back on. And she's fun and great. Uh, And in the show notes, I'll also put the first episode, so you can check out both. If you like this one and you haven't listened to that one and you need more Matt Dwyer talking to Shannon Lay or more Shannon Lay talking to Matt Dwyer, go listen to it. Also, you could go to themattdweyer.com and my episodes, and you could see all the other past guests I've had. So, and then you could listen to more episodes. And you could tell your friends about it. Be like, hey, this podcast with Matt Dwyer is really interesting. He talks to cool people. He's not so cool, but he does. And speaking of my show notes, like I said, all things in the show notes. Always check out my show notes if you're a regular listener. we for links and whatnot. There's also a link for KellyRDwyer.com. She builds websites. She does my website. She does her website. She does My Favorite Murder, which is one of the most popular podcasts in the world. She does great website stuff. So if you need a website, have her do it. She's also a photographer. I'm a little struggling with this intro because I literally 30 minutes before I recorded it, I got a speeding ticket. I had to I was about to wet my pants. I was irritated by an oil change company I just went to. So I was rushing home like a dumb-dumb head. Like a big dumb-dumb head. I'm trying to be more forgiving of myself, but when you do something like that that's just fucking stupid, it's hard to be easy on yourself. But you know what? All things pass. And in the greater scheme of time and all that stuff in the universe, my speeding ticket means nothing. But it will mean something to my credit cards. (laughs) Because I'm going to have to do traffic school, all that garbage. ah oh, traffic school, man. Online traffic school? It's like, I think I'd rather go to the dentist. Um, okay, that being said, here is my great... See, that's the thing. Bad mood about parking ticket, speeding ticket? Shannon Lay conversation. Really good. It'll perk me up, it'll perk you up. Please enjoy. <laughs> Is that something you've done a lot of is sewing and, and is that, or is that something you picked up during the pandemic?
1: I've always done it a lot. It's, it started in high school when I wanted skinny jeans and I had to, I had to get resourceful because there, there was only boot cut for miles around. And, uh, I, I'll never forget that. I was around like 14 or 15 and I would go to the malls and just search up and down. And there wasn't, there was no skinny jeans. So you, I remember I'd get like, like um, American Eagle jeans and just like sew the inside so tight <laughs> and just like have these like ridiculous like the seams were always busting and stuff. But I took a lot of um uh sewing classes in in school like we had really good home ec and in high school they had uh um fashion design class and so like it was I got a lot of sewing uh teaching and my grandma sewed a lot so she, she would teach stuff.
0: <laughs> I regret not learning like when, cause in, when I was in high school, it was like, dudes do shop you know, like it was that bullshit. And I was like, I didn't give a fuck about that. And I was like, I should have taken sewing in home ec. Cause that seemed (laughs) like, that was way more appealing to me. Was there a lot of pressure for the, in high school to have the tight jeans? Cause I remember, I know I'm older than you. So I was like, I'm guessing I remember the tight jeans.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the, I think at the time it hit me, it was definitely like, it was mandatory. And I, and also it just, it looked so cool. Like I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, yes, that's it. That's what I want. And I, and it's so funny. The first pair of jeans that I found that I didn't have to sew that was skinny jeans, they were J-Lo brand. Jennifer Lopez made the first pair of skinny jeans that I ever bought. And I, I always think that's hilarious.
0: That is hilarious. Did that, did people notice that they were J-Lo jeans?
1: No one ever mentioned it, but I knew. <laughs> I knew. I also loved J-Lo in high school, though. She made amazing music. Yeah, and Phil I love her acting.
0: The, what is it? Hustlers movie is fucking badass.
1: Hustlers is great. Made in Manhattan.
0: Never saw I mean, that.
1: I think Jeej was a down point. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's like infamously bad. Yeah, yeah. I wonder though, when you're like that super duper famous, if you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like I've oh, totally. Like yeah, like everyone makes fun of it, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm a gazillionaire.
1: Totally, yeah. Like I look at the movies that Adam Sandler makes now. He came to mind where it's just like, oh, he's just paying his mortgages. You know, he's yeah. just like take care of business.
0: <laughs> <God, laughs> you don't it.
1: have to be good at all. <laughs>
0: it's amazing. He's like a like. It's just like. His his career is baffling to me because it's like he's made a lot. Like he'll once in a while he'll do something really great, and then he'll just do like a decade of garbage. yes and you're and I'm just like, how do you how does this uh, how does this happen? Same with the Nicholas Cage is the same way. Oh yeah,
1: but he still does some interesting stuff. I feel like he's got some artistic integrity in his in his bones, you know.
0: Yeah, like that pig movie's supposed to be really good.
1: Oh yeah, and there's another one coming out that, or maybe it's already out. It's like. The ghost, the dawn, or I forget what it's called.
0: Oh, I think I know what you're speaking of. It looks
1: kind of bandy esque. You know, it's kind of like trippy, and there's a girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, are you back out in the world and with post pandemic stuff? Because we were you did you tour or am I crazy?
1: Yeah, I just did. Um, some shows I went to San Francisco and did some shows that was kind of my first venture out since uh, the pandemic and then I went to uh, New York recently and did two
0: shows uh, how was that after after so long of being in quarantine to because I remember when we talked you said like you love being on the road and how it's like this exploration of self which I th- think is fascinating in itself but how was that to go from being quarantined into, back into that was it jarring
1: yeah, I definitely had like, especially before the New York trip, I had like a breakdown before, a breakdown during and a breakdown after. So I had like a few moments of just honest feelings of like, can I still do this? You know, wow. like I was, I was exhausted. I was like spending so much money and I just like was my logical brain and my intuitive brain were like very at odds because I think in my heart, I know that I love doing this, but it is something that is really hard to get moving when you haven't done it for so long. Yeah, and Especially when you feel how comfortable it is to be home and like prying yourself out of that and like being, you know, in a different place. It's just, it, it takes a lot out of you, but I, I, I think I'm about to go to Europe in about a week and a half and that's going to be like an 11 day six show adventure and I'm excited about it I'm trying to just be excited about it and let it be whatever it needs to be and also like stay positive because I think you know the attitude that you have really affects the way that your body's going to feel and like your health and stuff and and I just got my COVID booster. You know, you just got, you do all the you do all the things that you can to to maintain and just kind of hope for the best. But it does feel a bit like jumping off a cliff at this point. You know, it it feels it feels bigger than it used to feel
0: for sure. Are you going alone, or will you have some people with you?
1: I'll I'll have a tour manager in Europe. Um, this wonderful woman, Jess, but I'm going to play the show solo because it's so flipping expensive to go there. So it's just like. Bare minimum.
0: You could say fucking, just for the record.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Do you mind talking about, like, more specifically about the breakdown? Or if that's obviously things you're like, no, I don't want to talk about that, I would.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would love to talk about it, honestly, because I think it is, you know, before I went, the breakdown was about do I have the energy to do this? Because like, as I've gotten to know myself in these last two years and get kind of closer to my true self, um, I'm, I'm very much in need of rest and relaxation and downtime. And so, you know, I was asking a lot of my body and my mind doing more touring and getting back into it. And so I, there was just a moment of fear of like, can I still do this energetically? And then while I was there, the breakdown was about, you know, can I financially do this? Like, I I feel like in music, there's kind of these two very far apart steps financially where like, you're either getting, you know, like very little money or a butt ton of money. You know, it's like, there's no in between. It's like this very strange threshold. And so I'm still in the small fish category and, you know, I'm doing okay. But at the same time, when you do get into bringing people with you, like I flew a keyboardist out to play with me and sing with me. And that was amazing, but it was just, you know, more expenses on top of expenses. And and so my, my logical brain was just screaming at me. Like you, you can't afford to do this. You don't have enough. You're not capable of doing this financially. And my intuitive brain comes in and it's just like, you have to do this. You love doing this. <laughs> and you know, historically, if I look at the facts, it always works out, you know, like I think we can find a lot of reasons to not do things and money is maybe number one on the list, you know? And so I, I really want to take it with a grain of salt and like greet that part of myself with like, I get it. I get it. Like we're worried about money. I see that. I think that that is like really relatable and, you know, understandable, but everything's going to be okay. And, you know, I think when you feed your passions financially, that keeps the wheel turning, like you're going to get that money back and it's going to help you grow. And and it's just important to realize how much more broad the definition of success is outside of material things and financial things. And, you know, if it's feeding your soul, it's priceless, it's priceless. So, you, so that's, ultimately what I landed on during that breakdown. And then when I got home, when I got home, I was just, I was just kind of like in awe of my situation and, and like being very grateful, but at the same time exhausted and overwhelmed and, um, just feeling a lot. I think it, it throughout the trip, I just felt like every emotion possible, but another skill I've been working on is just like putting some space around that. And like when something does come up sitting with it and, you know, being like, I see that this is happening right now. Like I I can, I can accept that I'm feeling angry, tired, sad, overwhelmed, you know, and, and just even a simple act like that, it really changes the atmosphere around it and you don't get so dragged down, by, like, the the undertow,
0: I guess. Yeah. I Man, I relate. Because I've been doing that for the last couple years where I'm like, I worried about money for, like, five years. I was, like, bouncing job to job. And I was just like, finally, I was just like, I can't do this anymore, man. Like, to, it doesn't do any good to fucking panic about it. I had to breathe to get through that. Yeah. yeah but it was like... <laughs> But to just be like, uh, you know, I can't control this to really, to a degree, like to to try to be more zen about it in a way. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's all about like doing what feels correct for you. I think it's when, sometimes when when I feel myself needing to be redirected, I'm usually just trying too hard. You know, or I am putting yeah. myself, in, or I am putting myself in positions that I think I should be in, or I am reaching for things that I think I should be doing. And we're all so different, and we just have to be open to what's right for us individually because all we have is the examples around us and where we've been in our lives. So it's understandable why we have such a kind of notion to compare ourselves to others, but it's not very helpful most of the time.
0: Yeah, is this something you feel like you've become more in tune with? because you were so, uh, spent so much time like alone or with yourself during the pandemic?
1: Totally. Totally. It was a gift in that sense. Like, I I don't think I would have gotten as quickly to this point if I hadn't had the mass amount of time to get
0: there. Were you, because I don't, for me, the pandemic made me realize a lot of things about myself that I'm like, you got to change this or you're dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 100%. 100%.
0: Either mentally, spiritually, or physically, I would be, these things would be not good.
1: Yeah. Well, even just being open to looking at those things is a huge step. And I think that it's nice. It was nice for me to not have to be out in the world, like pretending like I was okay. And like, uh, I was able to just fall fall apart and like fall into all of that stuff and and just really break it down and uh, figure it out and and get and adjust to the change you know I think what it is now getting back into things like it was pretty easy to implement the self-awareness when I didn't have very much stimulation when it was just me bopping around it was cool but like now that I'm back in the world black plane shows it's an incredibly like like, delicious meal for the ego. And so that <laughs> creates... I
0: love that phrase.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is, isn't it? Like, it's all just this, like, ego snack. So, so it's, like, now I feel like I'm being given a really big challenge to actually, you know, change these things in a very, like challenging sense it's very challenging but it also feels very different and it's also very very new and I think a lot of us have been doing this kind of work and as you re-enter the world keep that in mind it's a very kind thing to do for yourself because if you existed so long in one way of thinking then you know it's going to be hard to change that path and so just remembering that this is very new and you know you know, when something comes up in your mind, you know, the, that phrase, like, I'm not enough, that comes up for me a lot. And one thing I I talked to one of my therapists today (laughs) and she said to greet it with this, like, I, you know, I see you, I see that you're feeling that you're not enough. And in the past that may have been true and it may have even been helpful, but now we're going to try something different. We're going to do this differently and i i just love how kind that is to a thought that is so i think universal and crippling for so many people you know
0: it's it's taken me forever to learn how to be gentle and kind to myself and it's like even saying that is like chokes me up a little because it's like a weird it's weird that you have to learn that like it's like
1: (laughs) yeah it's so weird with the negativity bias in all of us is it's so strong. And I have not met one person that does not go
0: through it. And I feel like I, I, there's a lot of judgment, not just of myself, but of like just silly dumb things in the world of around me. And it's all I can, I know the person who put it there. That's the, it's like, that wasn't in me. Do you feel like you got that from somebody else?
1: Yep. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. I learned it. I think we all learn it. I think it's it's more ancient than we know. And I think it it's, you know, I think of cavemen and, like, the cavemen that were walking around, you know, smelling the flowers and enjoying being and having a lovely time, their asses got eaten. And so, like, <laughs> the, people, the people that were running around freaking the fuck out those are the ones that survived the paranoid assholes who would kill another man to survive they're the ones who who made it through and so i think it, it goes back that far of just like survival as an energy is so powerful and that's what you know our parents existed in and their parents existed in. and and now i think that we're being given the the resources and the opportunity and the capacity to do things differently and to turn around and look at where we've come from and be like, I don't want to be a part of that. I think I'm going to start something else. Yeah. And that is like what I think is so unique about being alive in this time right now.
0: Have you, do you meditate or anything like that?
1: Um, I try. I, I was really good about it for a while. I think a lot of people go through this where it's just hard to be consistent with things, but I, I do have an alarm set in my phone for three times a day um, to breathe like I'll I'll just check in with how I'm feeling and take a breath. And that's a little easier for me than like I have to 20 minutes two times a day. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not getting what you need to out of this, but yeah, yeah. I, I would be better about that cuz it really it really does help, doesn't it?
0: Breathing well, I've I mean breathing definitely helps too, but I took a TM class, trans oh. and I was like kind of reluctant just because I don't know it just anything that I you have to pay for. I was a little like, but it's been, but it's like I have a lifetime of where I could go and check in and get a class and like tune up, as they say. But it gives you a mantra, so you have something to focus on, and that yep. I've and I've been doing that twice. A day, and it's just like I also quit drinking during the pandemic. And let me. Oh, I, wow! Congrats. Yeah, well, I was doing a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was I was doing a big a lot of tequila but i uh, <laughs> but i feel like now that's become the thing i want like i'm like okay i need to do that to get through the day instead of i'll have a shot when no one's looking at one
1: <laughs> beautiful I, th- I think it's i mean recognizing that within yourself and just wanting to change that is so huge like kudos man because i mean so many people i think you have to with any of your vices check your intention with it, you know? Cause like most of the time, like I, I'm a huge stoner. And like, at one point in my life, I was stoned for like seven years, you know, like I did, I did not have one waking moment where I was not blitzed not just stoned, but like blitzed, dude, like so out there. And at one point I was just like, I am running from something. And I stopped smoking almost got fired from my job. because it was so difficult to deal with. And I lost a lot of friends cause I was just a <laughs> terror. I was like, oh, <laughs> and I wasn't ready to deal with any of it. So it was also like a weird combo, but it was like, it was nice to recognize that like I was doing something out of like an numbing. I think like when you're numbing it's, it's you, have, you got to check, check that shit at the door.
0: Yeah. It, I think I, <clears throat> and I think for, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like for drinking and, with men is also there's a lot of like bullshit masculinity with it and i and there's a lot of mythology about it and it's also our coming of age and it's like there's there's these romantic notions about it and i got that from my grandfather and other people around me and it's like once i stepped back i was like a lot of this is bullshit like this is stupid <laughs> <It's> like
1: <laughs> and alcohol is a funny one because it, it it really does affect your energy in an interesting way you know like it changes
0: you. I feel like like now that I'm, like, nine months away from it, like, I feel like the way it affected my ego and, like, like, and none of it, like, the romanticism of it makes you more creative and it makes you, oh, and the truth comes out. It's like, no, you're kind of an asshole when you say drunken things.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's another ego fuel, I think. Ego loves alcohol because it's it just proves its point a lot of the time, you know, where it's just like you're better than this guy, or like you know, Let, let's fight, you know, just like all that kind of energy.
0: Yeah, I yeah. fully agree, and it's like it did, and it's like then I feel like being able to step back, and then also meditating. I just feel like I've been clear, and I've been able to. I don't know, maybe maybe it's not true, but I feel like I've accomplished more, and I'm just like like I'm not threatened by like, Oh, here's this huge task. Am I cut out for it? I'm just like, I'm more like, all right, I'm just going to do this and I'll take it as it comes. And if I fuck it up, then okay. I fucked it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so beautiful. I feel like a lot of us are plagued with that whole, we're so afraid to fail that we don't even try. And like, I see it all the time. I watch a lot of RuPaul's drag race, which is one of my favorite programs. And on that show RuPaul always says like you already got the job you know like I think we're handed what we can handle whether we know it or not and a lot of the times it's just convincing ourselves that we can handle that you know and like that's a beautiful way to just step into your power is like realizing like oh drinking tequila every day is making it really hard to be who I'm meant to be so I'm going to cut it out you know that's like the cool
0: yeah and it chips at your self-esteem was the other one it's just like and
1: the shame over is real
0: yeah and god knows i I didn't have a lot of that to begin with
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's a vicious vicious cycle because like you drink to feel better about yourself and then you wake up you feel like shit and then you drink to feel better about yourself it's awful
0: yeah and now it's like what i learned and i learned this years ago from a director slash teacher i worked with but he was like it's okay not to know things like which i think we live in a culture now where it's it's not okay or it, it's perceived to, that we should know everything and it's like you can uh, like there's which allows nothing for discovery really now that i
1: absolutely oh my god nothing infuriates me more than when someone makes someone feel bad for like asking a question or something yeah even if we're obvious it's like dude if that person wants to know something and expand their knowledge you know and especially if they want to learn from you like be their teacher be their guide like that's what we're here for is to teach each other things if we all knew everything how boring would the world be <laughs> ted talks would be nothing <laughs> you know it's
0: true and it's like I forget, like, because I know so, do so much with music. People always get like insecure with me around music, and they'll be like, "Well, you probably." And I'm like, "I don't know everything. I don't know anything. There's too much of it to know. I just have a passion. That's it."
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I uh, borrowed a line from an artist that was, uh, "The more I learned, the less I knew," and like that is so true. Because like, I think if you ever put a cap on your on your knowledge, even if it's like in your field it's it's such a disadvantage and like it puts you in this position that like just really limits you in in a lot of ways you got to stay open
0: yeah did you equate like your stonerness and your creativity was there a connection did you think that helped you creatively or does it i mean some people it does help
1: yeah Doesn't? you know my motto for weed is it helps like <laughs> i if it if it works for you, I think it's like very helpful in this human realm, in this world. And nowadays I usually only smoke when I'm when I'm not really feeling my mood. Like when I'm in like kind of a weird mood, I'll usually smoke and I'll be like, oh, everything's cool, man. Everything's awesome. <laughs> But but I when I first started smoking, it was a really cool thing because my best friend in high school, his name was Michael Myers, and he was the coolest guy ever. He um, he uh, like showed me my love of of the Simpsons and music and and weed and how to use weed in a creative sense. Like we would just sit in this weird little room that he had on the side of his garage and watch cartoons and draw and get stoned and play video games and you know listen to music and I think that it's all about the context of drugs sometimes. And he just like showed me a really cool way to use this one. And I also I love that it, any, anything that comes naturally out of the earth, I think is some kind of gift for us. And weed is no exception. I mean, it's, it's just like, it saved my life. Like for sure. I can, you know, I can honestly say that it really got me through a very difficult time in my life. And, just allowed me to kind of put my head down and get through it and feel happiness in that. So I, I just love it so much. And it's fun to watch my relationship with it change. Cause I definitely don't smoke like I used to, but I still love it, man. I, love it.
0: <laughs> I And not to sound like hippie, but I've been thinking about that or to sound hippie. I don't give a fuck, but I don't know why there's a shame attached to that too, in this culture. I think, that's, that's going away slowly. We'll, we'll get, rid of get But I, it's like, <laughs> It is, it sounds cliche to be like, well, the earth provides every... But it's like, I think about like how we're so reliant on oil and all this bullshit. I'm like, solar power, you dumb fucks. It's been here. And it's like, we continuously choose to do the wrong thing. But I'm like... We have everything we need. Why are we do, doing, like, why are we fucking everything up? We have what we, you know, same with weed and mushrooms. It's like, they exist for a reason. It's-
1: They do, they do. And there's also a reason that they're they're so um, repressed and it's because it does open you up to your, you know, more powerful self. And I, I hate to think this way, but it really seems like the government, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the entity, capitalism, whatever, it benefits from us- being drunk. You know, like, the the alcohol is so prevalent because it keeps people down. You're down and out. You're fucking feeling like shit about yourself. And then, you know, maybe you do mushrooms one day and and all of a sudden you realize, like, oh my gosh, I have so much power over my reality and I don't have to do what you tell me to do and I can do my own thing. You know, it's so backwards. Like, speaking of fossil fuels, like, the amount of money that we spend on that shit, if we just you know transitioned into solar into electric like all of these amazing options wind power whatever i mean we have the money it's just the politics around it it's, it's so weird i feel like just a, a lot of people need to die for this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't disagree yeah and like, i think it's like because i've had seen some quotes where like or like where people are like that's not like the buddhist way or the whatever way to wish people death but i'm like yeah, but if it's for the better of everything, then yeah, they should die. They should absolutely die. Take it; it's taking a hit for the team is what that one is.
1: Yeah, and at this point, like we have other countries as examples, so I don't understand how we could be so ignorant of the truth. It's so wild to me. It's it
0: wild. is I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger video today and I never thought I would be like, Hey, Arnold said this really cool thing but he ha- it was about climate change and how like California handles it pretty well. And he's like, he's like, just like, he's like, it doesn't have to be a threat to the economy. It's not actually, it could be a boom for the economy. And I was just like, why are more people not like of his status fucking being as loud about this? And why are we not listening to him? Because I mean, I, you know, he's not saying anything that's not new, but he's a voice that people listen to.
1: Yeah. And he's Republican, right? Yeah.
0: But smokes a lot of pot.
1: Right. <laughs> Honestly, more Republican potheads is exactly what we need. <laughs> like, two parties have, like, they really complete each other. And the fact that they're at odds makes it so difficult to communicate. You no, know? it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And, the, and, you know, the climate in the last few years has really created a black and white divide where it feels like if you're for this, you're against everything that I'm for. You know, it's like, there's, it's so stark now.
0: Yeah, it's and a it, trip. just the the oil spill in Long Beach. I was just like, if I did that, if I was like, hey, I'm going to go dump a couple gallons of oil in the ocean, I would be so fucked legally, like I'd be arrested. And But it's like they do it and they're like, oops. Oopsie. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just like, why? It seems like the first oil spill, somebody should have been like, okay, we need to figure something else out here because this is a bad idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Then, oh my god um, No more No more I know this sort of goes along with the theme of, of That we're talking about So I And I was holding on to it But I'm just going to bring it up But this morning I was on my morning walk In a grumpy bad fucking mood And uh, like you know how you just get You start narrating some sort of situation in your head And then it's like I'm just yeah. fucking handle it this way And a total bad mental spot But I'm listening to your album Your new album uh, Because I'm like wanted to refresh myself and just be like all right this is but awake and allow came in on and it was literally one of those moments where i just heard it stopped and like heard what you were saying and like everything shitty i was feeling went away and i was like yeah that and like my mood totally changed and i was like that situation is stupid that i was just fucking fretting over
1: (laughs) Oh oh that brings me so much joy. But,
0: wow. like, I wept on a street because I was just like you like this is what is I, I don't but I was like curious to what brought that song about and like also, do you know that your music has that kind of effect on people because it like rack rapidly changed the way I my in completely how my day went.
1: Wow <sighs> I just want to take that in. <laughs> I want to wanna appreciate comments like that so much. Like I went into recording this record, wanting to imbue it with an intention and with the knowledge of how healing music can be. I mean, it's a game changer. And so like with Geist and specifically awaken and allow, like that song was the promise that I was making to myself. You know, it was like, this is going to be hard, but we have to keep going. It never ends. And you have to keep going. You know, it's like, and I think it's so easy, you know, especially with the, the thing that you were going through with, um, I described it today to my therapist as like, um, like lately, it just feels like I have these like producers in my head, like handing in scripts. And they're just like, let's try this one. Let's try this. What about this story? You want to run this story? Can we, can we green light this? And it's just like, no no I'm sick of the stories I'm sick of because because it's not so much the thoughts it's not so much the emotions that cause the suffering it's the stories that we put around them you know and it's the the situations that we give these completely false narratives to and you're just like the minute that you can kind of put some space around that and be like wait a minute is this even real because we go to these lengths we We, you know, get the wardrobe out, we get the lines, we cast the players like we we put on productions in our mind and it causes so much suffering. And so, you know, with this record, I mean, I really hoped that it would provide some stillness in the face of, you know, just the fact that we are constantly inundated with the opportunity to do that. We could do that all day long. We could worry all day long. We could tell stories all day long. We're really good at that. It's why, you know, we have such amazing entertainment. Like we, we, we're we really good at putting ourselves in other people's shoes and imagining the way that other people are thinking about us and all of those things. And I mean, to hear that it transformed your mood like that is is amazing. That like is the coolest thing ever
0: i just that that was the other like i was just like what a profound gift that you have that that you can do that like i don't i can make people laugh sometimes that's about it like Mm -hmm. i don't but i can't i don't think i've ever done anything that's like profoundly made someone stop think about their place in life and realize what's important and then proceed with joy from from shit mood to joy in a matter of you know like it just, I don't know. It immediately just was like, grabbed me. And I was like, I don't know. It, it's just profound. It's literally like, it's magic.
1: Wow. That's so cool. I I really feel like I'm at the threshold of learning more about that and, and like my place in that. And I think, I think we all have the ability to affect each other in that way. And, you know, when you feel like the world and its problems are too big for you to wrap your arms around, all you have to do is wrap your arms around yourself and, and, you know, feel the change inside of you. And if, if each of us does that, if each of us kind of keeps our streets clean, so to speak, we're going to change the world. I mean, that's how you do it. It's just like one individual at a time. And so to like, consider with this record what I was putting out into the collective and how I could help in some way in this fucked up tumultuous crazy ass challenging time to, to just help you know with with the challenge we're being presented of upheaval change and complete and total uncertainty the foremost experts on the subject are uncertain about it you know like we're in a really unique position. <laughs> And it's so uncomfortable, but I think the thing is like we can be in that discomfort and survive. I think for a lot of us, when we face that, it's like this feeling of I'm going to die. I can't do this. I'm going to die. This is going to kill me. And, and so the more that we face it and get through it, the more that we can build that trust with ourselves. And yeah, I just, I wanted that record to this record to be like a part of that journey for people.
0: It's, it's incredible, if you didn't know. (laughs) Thank you, you. I I was, and this is, I don't know if this is a dumb question, but I was, like, wondering if, was there a moment you realized, hey, I have a really beautiful voice? Like, is that, or, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm like, your voice, like, I want to crawl in that album and live in it. Like, that's, it's like a space that I'm I'm just like, I want to be there, whatever that is, whatever world this is, I want to be there. But did you... Uh sorry, did I speak over you? Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Oh, but I was just curious, like if there was a moment where like, where you're just like, Oh, I have this ability. Is there, is that, was that an epiphany or is that a journey?
1: It It was a journey. And I, I, um, have always been, I think like a lot of us afraid to fully examine and step into my worth and my value and feel, um, and feel like I could be with it and ex- and accept that. And with that, you know, this record is the sound of me accepting that. And I, I, I hear it, which is really cool, you know, and like having had put out a lot of music at this point to look back and hear my growth is so cool. And Awaken and Allow is the song where I hear it the most, where it's just like, I'm not hiding behind anything and I'm saying exactly what I want to say. And, you know, it's, it's songs that I'm still learning things from even after the fact. And I think I had a big insecurity around just, you know, con- like when I, when someone would say that my, that, uh, you know, after a show, they'd be like, oh, that was so beautiful. Or that was so pretty. Like it would rub me the wrong way. Cause I, I was always in the punk scene. I was in like loud, crazy music that was tough and and cool and edgy and, I always felt like I had to hold on to that in order to move on because it was such a big part of my identity, my ego up until that point. And, you know, these last two years, I just kind of, I had it, my ego shattered in this really interesting way. And I was able to look at all of these parts and look at, you know, who I was and what I was capable of. And I think that that really is one of my superpowers is like making beautiful music and with this record, you know, just really focusing on it being really nice to listen to. I just wanted it to sound really nice. I wanted it to feel like you want to crawl into it. That's like <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh,
0: do you feel like since that album, whatever I don't know if you're working on anything. Do you feel like that c- continuing or evolving that those, these?
1: Yeah, you know, I haven't. I haven't been. <laughs> playing much new stuff I I, I'm leaving it open at this point I am kind of getting to know my creative tendencies and it's like I won't do something for like a year and then I'll go in and it'll feel really good to write new stuff or some or something will happen where it'll feel really good but I'm trying not to put too much pressure on it and I just want to focus on like what's next which right now just feels like getting back out in the world and playing these songs and, um, and enjoying the accomplishment of this record. I think that's something that I haven't really given myself in the past. It's always just been like, okay, what's next? Like, what are we going to do next? And this time I I really want to just enjoy, you know, not just the creation of this record, but like the feeling that it brought for me, you know, like the, the growth that it, that it provoked within myself was, was pretty massive so I, 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 yeah, I'm just enjoying it for now.
0: Did you sense that when you were recording it, like the growth, or is it something that when you get done and you listen to it, you're like, holy shit, I did that.
1: It was very much after the fact for sure. While I was in it, I was, I was in like a very um, transformative space. I was I was in the cocoon, I guess, you know, and then, and then I felt it as I kind of emerged from that. I, I was like, Oh, this, I did something really cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, feeling that must be.
1: Yeah, it it is. It really is. And it's cool because I, I think I made something that I want to listen to, which is, like, I feel like we should all be making art like that, just art that we really enjoy, you know? Because then, inevitably, people are going to be drawn to it. It's, it's, like, a good formula.
0: Yeah. It's weird that that's the other, like that, that we have to have that process of like to get to the place where we create art that, we, you know, I mean, that's, I think probably everybody's journey to some degree. I don't think anybody comes out and goes, all right, I'm a genius and brilliant. Here it is. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure, you know, Lennon had some shitty songs somewhere and Joan, definitely Joan Baez probably had some sucko songs.
1: <laughs> yeah. We got to find our voice, you know, and also like honor where we're at and not, want to be there or or you know further along it's like we're right where you are is where you need to start and like that's that's kind of like if you're feeling if you're listening to this and you're feeling stuck right now like all you have to do is start exactly where you're at and and stop time traveling we can time travel like we can go back and we can go forward but it's not super beneficial you know
0: (laughs) did you have any of those moments where you feel you try something creatively or you're still growing and you just feel shame and horrible about what you just did. But like somewhere in it, you still are like, but I can do this. Have you had those moments? I don't know. That was a weird question.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, um, uncertainty in the past has come up for me a lot, like a lot of self doubt. Within, you know, being in the position, being primed, ready to go, I have the resources, I have the the funding, I have, you know, all of the things that set, set into place, and still this self doubt looms over. And that's that's, you know, our saboteur. We we all have that voice inside of our head that's just like, you can't do it, like. And there's there's nothing better than proving that voice wrong. And I think that that's a lot of life is just like identifying it and recognizing it, accepting it, and completely setting it aside, you know, like label it, put it in that drawer and keep going because in the end, like doing so will, you'll switch from, you know, uh, I'll show you to I'll trust myself. And like that, that's kind of the shift that I felt in these last two years, which was one of the coolest things I've ever felt.
0: That, yeah, I feel like you nailed something there. At least it's something that resonates with me because there was a period in my life where I was like, fuck you, I'll show you I'm not that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? yeah, I think we all have that for sure.
0: And I think that's what drove me for probably, to, I mean, I don't know if it's, is it unhealthy or is that healthy?
1: I think it's healthy. I think we need that for a certain part of our lives because I think we're saying I'll show you, but what we're really saying is I'll prove this to myself. I'll prove that I can do this. You know, cause that, that's ultimately what's going to matter, you know, like someone else's opinion is so fleeting and, you know, couldn't, might not even be true or could be the opposite of what we wanted, you know, like it, leaving any kind of happiness in someone else's hands is just a dangerous game in general. So yeah. I think it really is the, the ever going internal struggle, but it's an important part of it.
0: Yeah. I feel like once I got out of that though, that's what I feel like growth and just me as a human being and like things started to respond differently to me. Like the world around me started reacting and maybe that's a coincidence. I don't know, but it seems like I things got better when I was like, all right, this is what I do and I'm just going to keep doing this
1: absolutely i mean to go back to drag race just for a brief moment like the (laughs) older queens that are going on the show whose parents have kind of supported and nurtured their gift from the start the confidence in them is unfucking real it's like to watch someone be who they are and be so confident and supported in that i mean that's real like i i think a lot of us have had moments to overcome and you know uh trauma to overcome and all of these kind of setbacks. And so that's going to ask us, it's going to ask more of us. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch these new generations coming up because I think it's a lot more like the vibe nowadays is a lot more like you do you I'm here for you. What can I do? You want dance classes? You want fucking, you want to play trumpet, whatever you want. Like let's make it happen. And like, it's, be cool to see what happens to kids when they don't have to, when they can kind of skip that step maybe of, of having to like uh, re-acquaint with themselves. Like, I feel like, like for me, what happened is I, I I put such a layer of barricade around myself in order to survive. And, you know, these last two years have just been slowly chipping away at like the exterior and it's exhausting. And yeah.
0: difficult, yeah. Yeah, I just tra- trauma for one is a, a motherfucker to already have to overcome, and I, yeah. I've, got, I've got a bit—not to brag, Shannon. I got, I have some. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're in a vast club. You're, you're in good company. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think, like, I just, I, I feel like that is not something as a society that we've really started to address until very recently. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I. have Feel like if these were things we addressed early on in people's lives, or it was a common more common thing of like, let's handle this, I think the society would be much, much better.
1: Absolutely. I look at my my mom in particular, and I, I think that a lot, where it's just like, Oh, if you would have just handled this, things would be really different, you know? Not to say that, that things are bad the way they are now. I'm I'm just I think yeah. of how it could have been, I guess,
0: you know? Yeah. And I've, it, uh, the thing I've realized is that you can, there's degrees of it you can pass, like I, because I had a really rough fucking childhood. Thank you. And, (laughs) and, but like, I don't want to pass that, even just the way I react to things can be something I pass on to my kids, which is, passing my trauma on to them. And like, I don't want to do that. And that's, that's the other reason I was like, all right, I got to get off booze and like really I'll get some things working here. Cause I don't want to fuck my kids up.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's the difference between us and and them, you know, it's like having that intention is huge, you know, and even, even just like your openness to explore the things that you need to handle is, is half the battle. Like, I feel like so many people just completely ignore the fact that that needs to happen. And that just shuts you off to everything and really cements the behaviors and does pass them on. You know, it's like, all we have to do is acknowledge what we need to get through and, and take it one step at a time. You know, it's, it's a process and it requires kindness and it requires asking for help and it requires admitting that you have needs and all of these things are things that trauma doesn't get along with. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fucking hard.
0: Yeah. I just, I think personally for me, it's like no one taught me how to do anything. No one even taught me how to balance a fucking checkbook, let alone deal with my emotions.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And it's like, I don't know.
1: You gotta develop the tools.
0: (laughs) And I, I feel like I, I mean, I had like my dad died when I was young. So granted there was one less person around, but it was just like, I don't know, man, to go... I had to, like, figure out everything else, everything on my own, and it took a long time, and I probably made a lot of fucking mistakes. I did. Not probably. I made a lot of mistakes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is just such a... I call it the unfuckinging. You know, you have... (laughs) You get fucked, and you have to unfuck. Yeah. And it's a lot of learning what not to do, and I think it's also, like, for... For some... For... For me it, it was really nice to take time to recognize what was even mine and what wasn't. You know, like separating those two things within yourself cuz you know the the voices we grew up with with the behaviors that we learn as we grow up, they just they become so ingrained in us that we don't even recognize that we learned these things. We just think this is, you know, we think I'm a bad person, you know, or you know, I'm just I'm just angry or it's like all of these things we learn from somebody else and we just have to unlearn them, you know?
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Those voices, man, are hard. Cause like I've been finding out lately. Cause it's like my mom would judge people a lot and be like, look at it. He's too old for that. A hat or whatever. And I will put on a hat or do something and I will, that voice will click and I'll be like, your hair's too long for you. Look Like, and I'm like, that's who fucking cares. It's a hat on your head. Like who cares?
1: Wow. What a great example of that. That's like prime example. Cause it happens so naturally, doesn't it? Where it just like pops up like, Oh, hi, you know, like, <laughs> And you're like, wait a minute, mom, I didn't invite you. What the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, I just, I don't want to do that to anybody. Cause it's just, I don't know. It, plus you're cheating yourself. It's like, I can't live in the moment if I'm constantly like got these voices in our head. It's so, it's also fascinating to me. It's like really wild.
1: Fascinating. It's so fascinating. I, I'm hoping we're getting further away from that kind of atomic age, like facade where it's just like, everything looks really nice, but it's rotting beneath, you know? Like, I feel like that is something that comes along with like, you've got a roof over your head, you got food on the table, what the fuck else do you need? You know, it's like, we need so much. (laughs) And that's okay, you know? Like, feeling things is okay. Like, these are all really new concepts of just like, being nice to yourself and like, recognizing your inner voice hanging out with your inner child, like all of these things, I, you know, I don't think of them as woo at all. Like the, the fact that there's a separate doctor for your body and your mind, it doesn't make any sense. Like they're, they're in the same being, you know, and and they affect each other so readily all the time. And so it's, I just hope that we're entering an age of, of openness, general openness. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's try this, you know, let's, you know, do things differently again it's like all about just doing things a little bit differently seeing how it goes let's practice this let's try this
0: yeah i found out since i've been meditating too like i have no patience for social media like i'm just like oh fuck like this is so gross to me like now because i used to i would find myself just scrolling on twitter and i'm like what the fuck are you doing like what like why so I've like I can't even tolerate it anymore, which I think is really weird or good. It kind
1: of puts you in that no mind, though, doesn't it? Like it, like it's just like serotonin. You're just like, but at the same time, it's like drinking though. You you binge on it and you feel really good, and then you put it away. And <laughs> it, it's it's, the, it's another weird cycle. But I, I had the same thing recently with Instagram, and I figured out how to delete it from my home screen. Everyone should do this. If you hold down to delete it, you can just say remove from home screen. And then you have to search for it. It's still in your phone. You can search for it. But I was so automatic to go to where it was and click and waste hours, hours. On this <laughs> oh my God. It was awful. And it would make me feel like garbage, dude.
0: Um, f- thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you, Matt. And thank you again for that story of this morning. That was really, really cool and will live in my heart forever.
0: It was a prof- it was just, yeah, it's magic. That's why you love that's why music is the best thing on earth.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Have a good day.
1: You too, Matt. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you very much for listening to conversations with the wire please become a patreon subscriber if you like also subscribe to the show on your itunes or what have you not and tell your friends about the show that would mean a lot to me as well as uh, go to the link tree in the show notes or the mattdwyer.com or conversations with the wire at the instagram and you could learn more about the show buy merch and all those great things thank you very much for listening